0: Audubon 2456. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of State of the Save. My name is Eric. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It's, uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday here. A perfect Wednesday. Quotation marks all around the Wednesday. Um, I'm not here alone. I'm here with my little buddies here. Nick, tell us what's going on.
1: Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for having me. Hey,
0: Michael, do better than Nick on his intro.
1: Hi, happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm still reeling about that taco I had yesterday because it was Tuesday. It's because today is Wednesday.
2: That
3: tracks. Yep.
1: Yes. Here
0: on the Wednesday. You can't disprove me. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful Wednesday. Um, that's just up top. Let's talk about some uh, some business. Um, we had some great responses to the first two episodes. Uh, lots of listeners, lots of uh, positive reviews on iTunes. If you have not yet, please do rate us on iTunes. Um, leave a review. Follow us on Stitcher Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast. Remember, we are the number one podcast on Pocket Cast.
1: That also cannot
0: be disproven. Cannot be disputed. Because no one on Pocket Cast listens to podcasts to tell us otherwise. Um, I do have one listener I would like to do a special shout out to. We have a German listener. And I do not know how he found us. We're still kind of an upstart podcast here. Uh, but we have one German listener. And if you are that German listener, please write in the thestateofsave at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You don't even have to have something I can read on the show. I just want to know how you found us. Um, Danke very much. Willkommen. See, I'm not going to do that because you're going to be mad at the way I say (laughs) it. And you won't listen anymore. So I'm going to just say, hey man, good to see you. Good to have you listening. I got an A-
1: in German in college, so I know very few words, but... The only full sentence I know how to say is "Woher ist der Biergarten?" Where is the beer garden? So I am all set if I end up
0: in Germany. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that listener right now is shutting us off because he's like, <laughs> they're just saying "Where's the beer garden?" over and over and over again, <laughs> sir. I apologize. That's not what I was trying to do when I brought you up. Um, you too can write in the state of the save, state of save at gmail.com. Sorry. That, that email address is going to bite me in the butt <laughs> for the entire time we have it. Um, yo, just write in. Tell us what you feel about Alan Wake, how you feel about the podcast, how you feel about Video Games in general? we'll read it on the show. We'll uh, talk about it, and we, too, will answer your comments. Um, let's go around the horn. Let's talk to everybody. Nick, who's very nervously looking at me. Nick, tell me what's going on. What's going on in the ward? All right. Not much. I've been...
3: Uh... Playing Alan Wake, uh, but other than that, I have been playing generally just some stuff that is kind of like junk food games. Just
0: kind of shut my brain off, and you know, those are the best kind of games right now. Like the war's kind of stressful, mm-hmm. so sometimes it's nice to just I'm just gonna play this game that I'm not really that invested in, but I it's just gonna make me like pass time and not think about anything. I too have been playing a lot of junk food kind of games. For sure.
3: Uh, not to mention that like playing Alan Wake, this is not like the the worst offender for these types of games. But like playing Alan Wake is kind of like watching an episode of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. where it kind of just like takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. A deep yeah. cut ten years ago. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's one of those games where like you play it and it's just like, oh okay, well I've been affected during this gameplay. Uh, but I've been sticking with some uh team fight tactics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, League of Legends Auto Chess—they ripped it off of the dudes that did the Dota Auto Chess.
0: So Um, just just a rip off of a rip off of a of a parody. Exactly. Okay.
1: Does this game do anything different compared to the other Auto Chess games? Because I played Dota Underlords for a bit. Is it are they all kind of the same thing? If you play one, you played them all. if you played
3: one, you kind of get the grips on most of them. Like the names are different for the classes. Gotcha. Um, I if I want to like say that the Teamfight Tactics will have a more in-depth, like, item building system. Whereas, I remember, I haven't played either one in, like, a really long time. But, mm-hmm. Dota, you get items, but it's not super imperative to, like, victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I haven't played that one in a while. so. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same. I haven't played since Teamfight Tactics came out. So, pretty much changed. I think they changed with the Battle Pass, which is kind of interesting. So, you're not using the same team comps every week or every... Uh, Every time they release a new season,
0: that's okay. a that's a cool thing to do because battle passes are, you know, they're still a fairly recent addition to video games in my mm-hmm. mind. Like, you know, been around for a little while, but the idea of a battle pass actually being like this season is completely different than next season instead of just hey, here's more skins and unlocks. That would be
1: more appealing for me to actually dive into one of those rather than just uh, as you were saying, skins and like uh, weapon mods and everything. Like changing up the meta every season
0: sounds very interesting. Like, I'm going to beat this dead drum because Apex. But, you know, Apex adds something to the map with a new season and stuff like that. But it's not like Apex now plays completely different. So that's a cool concept of being like, hey, this is a new season, new teams, new... It's almost a new game at that point. It's like a sequel each season.
3: Yeah, it's like everybody kind of starts with the new season on the same playing field because... They changed the skins of the heroes, which in their mm. lore uh, is giving them different, like, traits and stuff. So, okay. what mm. one hero used to be an uh, Imperial, this hero is now a Celestial in this season. Okay. Which gives different traits and different uh, boosts, um, depending on how many you have in your team.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Is this one on mobile?
3: Uh, it is, yeah. Huh. Um, so like I think a- that one's fairly recent, but it's, like, one versus eight or whatever eight people but you're kind of doing battle royale style where you fight one person and then the last person who is alive wins
0: is this kind of like a um like a good ipad game i would definitely say uh
3: better for the ipad or like a a tablet better than that for your phone just because there are a lot of things that you have to click and like find out i don't it's a little easier if you've got either your mouse or like a bigger area to touch yeah Mm -hmm. I always forget that the
0: iPad is a valuable gaming machine. Like, I have one, but it's <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't think, oh, I can play video games on this also. It's just a weird thing. It's just, I think it's just a, an age thing. I didn't have it when i was younger so now it's like oh video games exist everywhere now
1: the <laughs> big wake-up call for me that ipad was a viable gaming platform was when i saw knights of the old republic was on there and i went okay i guess they can do anything now you
0: can play knights of the republic on your navigation system in your <laughs> like that, you, that's like dude they just stick that on a roomba and you can just drive around and play doom i mean it's <laughs> it's the same thing uh anything else you've been playing
3: uh, other than that, I actually beat Minecraft Dungeons last week. Oh hmm. man! Um, it's kind of strange because it is a game that seems to benefit from its like replayability. Uh, but as soon as I beat that game, it completely just I was like, okay, well, I'm just done with this now.
1: I never think of those types of games as having like an ending. When I think of like those type of games like Diablo, I just think of like replaying quests over and over and yeah. over again. I never thought you would actually roll credits on it at some point. Right. I mean, that's what I
3: figured, um, which is why it's kind of weird. Like, you get to the end, and there's, like, not really any in-game content or anything. And you can replay. There's, like, a new game plus. But uh, all when you... Start back over, everything is still unlocked, so it's just like, okay, well, I could just go back to the end again. I just it just didn't really grab me for a second run, but gotcha. uh, it's still pretty fun. I would definitely recommend it.
1: Are they going to have additional content to kind of flesh that stuff out later down the line? I mean, Minecraft is still getting a d- new content, so I imagine this would as well. Yeah, so I do know that
3: they've already got a DLC in the works, I'm not sure what that entails, uh, but I do know that they're still doing like small patches, but it doesn't seem like anything super. You know,
0: groundbreaking has been added since the release. Mm-hmm. If it's anything like Minecraft, that thing's gonna live forever. I yeah. <laughs> mean, that game still gets random updates and is still very supported. Yeah. Um, Michael, you been yes. playing?
1: Uh, so the Nintendo Switch had their summer sale a couple weeks ago. So I grabbed. Uh, Uh, Sega Ages Fantasy Star, the original Fantasy Star from 1987, Mm -hmm. reworked.
0: What's that game like on a legitimate internet connection, unlike a uh, like a little router that's running through your phone? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this
1: isn't uh, online at all. This is the oh, original Fantasy okay. Star RPG oh, for wow. the Sega okay. Master System.
0: I just jumped to online. That's, yeah, you went. If out. you wanted me to talk PSO2, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can talk PSO2 <laughs> if you want to. I made so. a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> Fall back. Fall back. Okay. So I grabbed that and
1: then... Uh, more Sega, they had their ridiculous Sega classics collection. Originally thirty dollars for fifty Sega Genesis games. Oh man. Oh, it was eleven dollars. So that's... I got all four of the original Fantasy Star games and a bunch of other games. Sonic one and two. It's weird that they don't have three or Knuckles, but they have one and two, they have Alex Kidd, they have uh the two Shining Force games for the Genesis so yeah. the i'm only all one set. that matters is: do they have a golden axe they have golden axe one two
0: and three
1: which was originally a sega
0: <laughs> channel exclusive you don't see the smile on my face here's the thing i've been looking at a switch recently i have a i have a reason to buy something coming up in the next little bit and i don't care about any of like the modern switch games i'd rather play them on like an xbox or mm-hmm. whatever but Boy, do I care about having, like, all these classic games, like, where I can sit in my bed and play Golden Axe.
1: It's absolutely <laughs> worth it. That collection, there is a little bit, I noticed, because the only one I have in my physical collection from the 50 is the two Sonic the Hedgehog games. And I have noticed Sonic feels a little heavier than I remember, but then i am pretty much gotten used to the latest uh, mobile version of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's uh, just quarantine Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Tails has put on a few pounds that's why I can't pass any of the bonus stages but there might be a little that's bit that's the reason why yeah, you can't <laughs> pass them exactly uh, there might be a little bit of input lag stuff going on with the original Sonic games I haven't noticed for any other games but that's probably because it's not as big a muscle memory for me as the original Sonic games are but I di- haven't noticed it at all with um, uh, Decap Attack or Comic Zone or like Virtual Fighter 2 a fighting game. If yeah, I don't notice a lot of uh, input lag with a fighting game, it's then it's probably okay. I, but it's just those original you say Sonic that, games though, are a rough.
0: It depends on how much work they did per game. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that is kind of like the hidden killer of those like packs because mm-hmm. you look at them and it's like, oh man, I can get all these classic games. But if the if the job of bringing it over isn't right, perfect, if mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right. And some of it's memory, like I yeah, remember the nostalgia games factor. exactly. Yeah. I remember games more. Like I played Contra recently, and I remember Contra feeling different than it actually is. Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, it's just you know nostalgia and all that stuff. But yeah. if it's not brought over, dead on perfect. It's it doesn't click and it's, I it's
1: want to say that they use the same emulator for ever all fifty games. They didn't like prioritize uh, different emulators for each one, so that might be the problem. But yeah. it's absolutely worth getting for eleven dollars. So even if a game doesn't play right, you're like, oh, that's okay. Uh, Shining Force is a turn-based RPG. It doesn't matter if it uh,
0: there's a little bit of input lag or not. There, that's a true statement. Like it could be a situation where it's like, hey, these games are going to fail, we're fine, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have a couple fall through the cracks. But at the same time, I would say that the Sonic games are probably the ones you shouldn't have fall through the cracks. True.
1: You know? And Sonic 1 has the uh, famous glitch that was in the original version of Sonic 1, where I don't know if you played that recently, the spike bug, the very famous bug where if you land on spikes, Sonic doesn't have recovery frames. So just keep bouncing on those spikes until he dies instantly you lose your rings and then get hit again and then die Uh, like it's almost an instant death uh those spikes That, that has been fixed in every other version of sonic 1 but so if you want to play the original version of sonic 1 as it was on the genesis this is a good place to play it. But there's a thousand other ways to play Sonic the Hedgehog 1 at this point.
0: i about to say, like, yeah, that's the original way it was, but yeah. is that the way you actually want to experience that game? <laughs> the I best mean... way to
1: experience those games now is definitely the mobile versions that uh, Chris Whitehead did because he, he was the lead director of Sonic Mania. So he took those games and had a bunch of new features like the Spin Dash and everything in Sonic 1. So he did a lot of work. And I will say about the original... I won't take up too much time to talking about the original fantasy star the sega ages version they did a lot of good work on that version i never played the original but like there's something called ages mode where it they half the random encounters and they double the experience and the money that you get from those random encounters so it very much makes going back to a rpg from 1987 a lot easier and but i Definitely say play with a guide because like all of those RPGs, those were made for, hey, call the Sega hotline. (laughs) So I found online the script that they use for the Sega hotline and was using those like, okay, in order to fight Medusa, I need the mirror shield. Stuff like yeah, that. Yes, Medusa, Medusa is in a sci-fi, sci-fi fantasy RPG. <laughs> RPG. I was really
0: hoping that you were going to be like. So I called the Sega hotline, and there's just like one guy in a cubicle somewhere. He's like the still, Heaven's Gate dude. He's the Heaven's Gate guy. He's just still holding down the fort at the Sega hotline. Like he's just probably in his sixties, just sitting there waiting for somebody to call, and you were the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else you've been playing?
1: Uh, the DLC for uh, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor dropped, and I've been playing a lot of that. I beat the story, and now I'm going through and catching all of the Pokemon that are there. And there is 100 Diglets on this island that you need to find. And the more Diglets you find, you give them back to a guy, and he'll give you Pokemon with really good stats. Hmm. And one of them that I'll get later on is a poplio I really want that poplio What is he planning? <laughs> yes that's probably, what's he doing with a hundred diglets i do not know but he says these are my diglets i'm like okay
0: so he had a hundred maybe diglets. maybe they're
1: hiding for a reason guy i don't know. <laughs>
0: you ba- you're you're helping a crime
1: but i'm getting a poplio in the end that's
0: oh true. okay the complete justification he, he, a, of re-kidnapping
1: these diglets he's a seal with a clown nose i mean i need <laughs> that
0: <laughs> and that we move on yes um I've been playing a lot of stuff. I'm just going to kind of be real quick. Hmm. Um, I played through Modern Warfare 2 Remake. Uh, That's a game that I enjoy a lot when it first came out. Um, Not much to say about that. Hmm. It's that game, just slightly prettier. But uh, it was a nostalgia thing for me. Um, West of Dead. I Hmm. uh, was about to check that out, yeah. West of Dead is interesting. (laughs) Um, It is a... I have not pr- yet figured this out, but it looks to be Mike Mignola art. St- mm. If it's not, it's the style looks dead on like his. If you don't know who Mike Mignola is, he, um, you will know his character, Hellboy. Um, great, a great, uh-huh. comic, great comic artist, worked for Marvel, DC, and then when he did Hellboy, basically, that's when you know he spun out. And that universe just continues to this day. Uh, the art looks just like his stuff the game's art style fits his stuff. I don't think it is, which means somebody ripped off Mike Minola.
3: <laughs> well, so that's crazy because it. now that you say that, it does look a lot like that
0: and... Got Ron Perlman in it? Ron (laughs) Perlman. So someone could say that maybe somebody watched Hellboy (laughs) and said, let's just make a cowboy Hellboy because it also takes place in purgatory. So some could say this is a ripoff. And Mike Mignola, you need to contact your lawyer. (laughs) But it is a good ripoff. It's a third-person, dual-stick, cover-based shooter. Um, Very much like Dead Cell. If it's so, like Dead Cells. Kind of roguelike-ish, whatever that definition is. Run-based. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a story, but from what I can tell, the story is kind of obtuse. Um, starting off with two random weapons you pick up as you leave the purgatory bar. Gotcha. Walk your way through. Um, the only issue is the thing that Dead Cells does so well is the moment-to-moment combat feels great right so you don't mind dying and going back because mm-hmm. it feels good to play this doesn't feel as good to play gotcha. um that's the only thing that holds it back it's a great looking game it's a great style ron barman's a good voice actor for this <laughs> it's really good um but it doesn't feel as good to play as like a dead dead cells um so it's a little bit harder to to recommend um Definitely check it out. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's a good game, and it's on Game Pass. It's yeah, on that's where I saw it last. Steam, I think it's on PlayStation also. Um, might be on Switch, um, but it's it's a really really cool game. I would suggest checking it out, especially if you like Mike Mignola. I like Mike Mignola a lot, but um, boy, somebody really <laughs> really liked Hellboy. Um, and then I've been playing The Messenger. Oh, that game is awesome. The Messenger man. is awesome. Oh, that man. was like my favorite <laughs> yeah. game of last year. Yeah, The Messenger is great. Everybody should go out and play The Messenger. It is uh, the old Ninja Gaiden NES mm-hmm. count games. If it had like an extremely sarcastic sense of humor. <laughs> um, it's just a really, really fun game. And I love, you know, it's funny you were talking about retro games. Because I love modern day versions of retro games. Because mm-hmm. they feel like how they should have felt when I was playing them as a kid. Yeah. Like how they felt to me as a kid is how these games feel. So like um That was the big
1: appeal with uh, Shovel Knight when that came out. Like everybody was like, oh, this is what you think a Nintendo game feels like. Um,
0: Ion Fury is a game that I played recently. It's kinda like a like a modern day Contra. Um a game that's just got a sequel announced, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Mm -hmm. it's like a modern it was like a uh, very much like an NES style Castlevania game
3: Symphony of the Night no this was
0: the one that was more like the original NES Castlevania the other one was Blood Uh, Ritual of the
1: Night Curse of the Moon was actually a uh kickstarter reward yes that game was made as a kickstarter reward and everybody was like oh crap this is amazing
0: yes (laughs) and see so like those kind of games where it's a retro game but made today Mm -hmm. it just feels like what you imagined as a kid i love those kind of stuff messenger was awesome oh yeah i'm Mm -hmm. playing through that now um yeah it's some really cool stuff and uh while we're on topic of random video games y'all see that cyberpunk stuff yeah yeah Oh, what are you referring to? I, they did a live stream. Now they pushed oh, Cyberpunk was pushed back, which broke my heart. Mm-hmm. But um, they did a live stream of kind of some reveal, some gameplay footage, stuff like that.
1: That first trailer they showed didn't do it for me at all. I was Last just time. like, well, because I was very much into like the kind of darker vibe they kind of set up with like the initial reveal they did and everything, and this seemed like a less off-the-wall style like gta or any type of open world thing i'm like ah this is not exactly what i want for cyberpunk but once they got into the gameplay i'm like okay we're good we're okay yeah i wasn't i was worried for nothing
0: i i love this kind of setting um Mm -hmm. i'm a big dark future like i like warhammer Mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about some warhammer we'll talk about some warhammer 40k (laughs) but um i'm excited for that game I, i continue to talk about it relentlessly but it's just because it's like I am one of the people online who was like, oh, we were only 91 days away till Cyberpunk, and then they're like, it's back to November now, and it broke my heart. But uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on in the world of video games, but there's one particular video game that I think we all played. What's that? alan wake thank gonna... you nick for playing along <laughs> michael did not help me at all there i was
1: gonna say pokemon cafe mix <laughs> not at all i don't even want to hear about that
0: <laughs> let's talk about alan wake yes um once again you should have played through the rest of the game chapter four five and six um oh. so we, you know obviously spoilers for alan wake uh, you know the podcast that says we're playing Alan Wake has was <laughs> a surprise. Um, kind of a refresher for last time. Chapter 3 ends with Alan going into the waddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mysterious hand that reaches down, grabs Alan, pours them out. I'm sure there's a pretty cool song because most of the songs in this game is pretty good. And uh, Chapter 4 opens with you waking up in the uh, therapy lodge, which I called, because mm-hmm. if you listen back, I just want to say I want to say that check I the was tapes. Right. Check the tapes. I was right. The doc is back, and he's the one who pulls you out of the waddle, mm-hmm. or either him or his one of his little goons. Yeah. Um, starts off, you know, Alan wakes up in the therapy lodge. He's been told that he's had a psychological break. Um, that he's created this whole fantasy world in his head, and you get kind of a walk around of the lodge with Dr. Hardman yeah I believe Dr. Like Hardman yeah Hartman
1: there's a lot of easter eggs during this part oh, like if yeah. you go to the room across from you you'll see a night springs video game an xbox 360 yeah. and a poster for remedy's first game death rally on the wall that's yeah. pretty cool yeah um there's
0: also some self-hate for video game guys because there's a video game director guy who's in there who's had a mental break and they're just like they're like he played too many video games look at this loser and it's just kind of like boy there's some self-hate here on remedy somebody's had a lot of long nights and just feels like this is the one they live in. Um, we run into the uh, Rocco Grandpa's. Yes. I was, I was. I almost texted both of you I'm like no <laughs> back. I had to refrain from that too. I was so excited to see them. I, um, you know, when they pop back up because that was the only thing that bothered me about this yeah, game. I was exactly. like, these two amazing heroes are gone from this game. But boy is Chapter Four just all about the Rocko Grandpa's. Um, Turns out, credit where credit is due.
3: They are hardcore. They live that life. They're yes. not just hanging out in diners wearing leather <laughs> and
0: high patches. Guardian themed rock bands. <laughs> I I want to tour with these guys. These guys are my my new spiritual animals. Um, you know, as you're walking around, obviously, and you've seen I've seen this before in like psychological thrills and stuff where they're like, uh, you know, hey, this is all in your head. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? You know, and he's trying to convince Alan that none of this is is real. And there's a reference that Alan's, like, drugged, too. Like, he says, like, the drugs
1: Hartman gave him are oh, starting yeah. to wear off and everything.
0: That motion blur during the day really adds to the effect <laughs> that you've got drugs. Completely intentional. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of times when you see live-action Alan, I believe, in this segment. or oh, That might be later on a couple of TVs. I don't remember exactly.
3: Yeah, so you make your way through the facility to where you're outside um, talking to Hartman basically alone uh and then once you make your way back inside you do get a couple glimpses of those like FMB type things mm-hmm. uh interesting thing when they are outside uh Thomas Zane statue outside yes yep I and so easy yep yeah from a friend that it's, was yeah
0: pretty That was pretty good um this game is continues to be very small yeah Mm -hmm. um spoiler for this game i like this game (laughs) you know um barring one particular thing that i don't like about it but we'll get there yeah um you know as you go back out you meet the you meet rocker grandpas Mm -hmm. um then lights go out uh there was talk of a storm coming Mm -hmm. when you were outside and you could kind of see it off in the distance um of course we know lights go out things are going to go bad yeah You kind of learned that throughout the facility, the inmates, or not inmates, but the therapy patients are starting to kind of act up. Yeah. It leads the doc kind of away from you, and you, as Alan, are kind of left in your room. Kind of, you know, left there to, hey, just hang out here until we get everything under control. Do some therapeutic writing. Yeah, do some Hmm. writing.
1: And once the lights go out here, uh, it's kind of, like, it's very much a tonal shift. Like, I don't remember the exact context of it, but I wrote down that a couple of the guys uh, knocked a nurse out with a hammer. With a that, hammer was, that was Thor. <laughs> Thor got himself yeah. a hammer,
0: man. <laughs> Which, my question is, if you have a guy who thinks he's Thor, why do you have a hammer within, like, 20 yards <laughs> of that man? Somebody needs to do a hammer check every day Yes, to watch out for hammers. Um Yeah, he, like, things are going bad throughout Mm -hmm. the place. You can tell, like, the patients are starting to act up. You know, we know it's the the dark entity. We also, um, Alan's starting to... Alan, the whole time, doesn't quite buy... Like, he doesn't instantly buy into this is in his head. He keeps it... He's like, nah, this is real. He has some doubts, but he... He doesn't ever do the thing that a lot of movies and stuff do where like maybe it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. I'll just say listen so. to No Alan's like, screw you, man. I know I know I <laughs> see I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Um when the lights go out, you start moving through the facility. You're obviously you're not armed at this point. Um, you do find like a flashlight. Uh you're trying to find Barry because Barry is in the uh facility somewhere. I believe there's He's a manuscript yeah. that yeah. says he came to visit. And at this point um, you're starting to kind of realize that Hartman knows about the manuscript and right. that he that he's in on this. He knows that there's a manuscript. He in, he he knows what's going on basically, yeah. and that he's just trying to convince you to kind of make it easier for him to get his hands on the manuscript. And that the kidnapper is associated with him. That he's an employee. Uh,
3: Mott, yeah. yeah, you read um, that in a couple of the manuscript pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a weird manuscript page about the uh, the kind of the goon. Of Hartman <laughs> that refers to how mad he is that Alan has a hot wife. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> um,
3: strange. I think I missed that one. I think, well, it's, it's also like a common thing for Mott as well. It's yeah, just like they, they're he's, both very dead on it. <laughs> yeah, they're both
0: like, and his wife just looks mad. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird and out he's of weird nowhere. Also, there's a tape at one point that Alice is talking to Hartman on mm-hmm. that you can listen to. Alice doesn't come across great on that tape Because you realize this was all a trick yeah. To trick Alan out here And you know That was something we kind of defended Alice on The first episode about like Being like hey why don't you write while you're out here yeah. I kind of have a, a different feeling on it now that I know that's like, the whole reason she brought him out here.
3: And that, like, she reaches out for, like, medical professional help. Yeah. Uh, instead of taking him on a vacation and just so bringing the uh, typewriter with her. Yeah. Like,
0: I, yeah. Uh, go ahead,
1: Mike. I'm a bit 50 50 on it just because, uh, in that tape, she does make a point of saying, well, this is from her perspective as well, but. Um, that she says Alan's too deep in his own problems and that she's tried to reach out to him, but he's just not listening or will just like give her the silent treatment and stuff like that. So you can kind of see from her perspective why she needs to get help, why she uh, Trojan horses the vacation into a therapy visit is another
0: thing entirely. But Yeah, I mean, I get that, but at yeah. the same time. Yeah, that's what depressed people love the most, being tricked into therapy. (laughs) uh, Yeah, to me, Alice doesn't look great in that moment. But then again... Alan doesn't look great in a lot of moments (laughs) Then then again, it's a a ward full of crappy people. (laughs) Except Barry, who we find Barry. Locked in a closet, I think. I think he's locked in a closet. Yeah, yeah.
3: Hartman locked him up. (laughs) Uh, Hiding behind the, uh, the standout. Yeah, hiding by the standout,
0: which he takes with him.
3: Yes, which I appreciate.
0: Barry, ever the marketing guy, he's like, "Listen, this is going to waste here. Let's get this thing back out there." Barry's pretty good at his job. Yeah. I'm gonna get back to this yeah. in a little bit, but Alan's out there. Like people know about Alan pretty well. Barry, pretty high quality agent.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if someone out there would like to be a representative of this podcast, kind of like Barry, i would be okay to talk to you.
3: You have to wear a puffy vest,
0: like yes. Barry, and wrap yourself in Christmas. Um, He's the only smart one in this game. Yes, he really. No, I have some feelings on Barry coming up. Yeah. Um, Okay. um, Fair. You know, at at this point, you find your way into uh, Hartman's office. Uh, You confront Hartman, I believe, in this office. Um, Basically, long story short, the gig's up for him. You know that he knows. Um, Now it becomes the part where we try to escape the facility. And one of the worst puzzles in the game, in which at the front door there was a giant ball, that oh, falls. Oh, And You right. have to trick the ball into busting bust open door. the door. <laughs> but what's the worst <laughs> thing about the combat in this game? Dodging, <laughs> dodging. Yeah. What do you have to do to that gigantic ball? <laughs> Dodge it. It was not, and it, yeah, I did not enjoy that at all. Um, anything else about inside the facility you guys want to talk about? I did like
1: the manuscript page uh, saying Hartman was using his patients to join up with them as a producer. So he seemed like the type of person, uh, if you ever read uh, Mad Love, the uh, Harley Quinn origin story, she's just trying to use her patients as a way to like get rich, and that's kind of what...
0: Yeah, she's like She's writing papers on the like the high quality yeah like, um, inmates, and that seems to
1: be what Hartman is doing. He's not doing it to help people. He's doing it to get rich, which kind of like makes that. sense
0: because he's he's a therapist to like the rich and famous, and yeah. because mm-hmm. even like the grandpas were like high end heavy metal rockers. Like right. he he's not doing this to you know me and you. He's doing this for the the fame. And glory. he's like a Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he's kind of that kind of shady. Um, when you escape and you get outside, is one of my favorite kind of areas in this game. Because it is a pretty cool trying to escape the, the grounds. Because mm-hmm. you go into the maze. Right. And the maze is where I... First, death by combat in the maze for me. Mm. But, um, yeah, I got jumped Look by. Look at yeah. me. Look at me. I'm so good at video games. <laughs> uh, the ladies are always very impressed. <laughs> um, but the maze, is a Shining ripoff. Yeah. You know? Uh, It's a good Shining ripoff Yeah it's a good Shining ripoff But it's a Shining ripoff Complete with dudes with (laughs) axes and everything Did you you guys get lost in the maze? Uh, I was
1: trying to explore every uh, dead end Just because I figured there would be Like ammunition and manuscript pages there So I made sure to like explore that entire maze
0: I I don't play video games like that I'm like (laughs) I gotta get out of (laughs) here I try to think like Alan But uh, I didn't Like the maze was kind of like straightforward like yeah, I found my way sure. through it pretty easy um, which is good for a video game I don't want to spend 20 minutes in the dark wandering around a maze being like okay so I took a right and I took a left um, I don't like mazes in real life much less in video games
1: <laughs> it was just, just enough to be kind of a puzzle but not long enough to get like annoying and just make you want to go to the next thing it was well placed yeah. I thought and yeah. you
0: fight the, uh, the the muscle at the end of it oh, in yeah. of mm-hmm. a fight with um, him and some bards. Uh, the bards suck. Uh, <laughs> if they could go back and remake this game just the bards need to go. Yeah. Um, this is when Barry really lets me down. So we get to a point in which there's a gate blocking our progress <laughs> and Barry has to find a key yeah. to get us out. <laughs> Barry has one job. We are holding off just a wave of guys. Just, it's who this whole right. just dropping flashbangs, firing shotgun shells. <laughs> Barry at one point gets very excited About finding a portal yeah. And I say to myself Now is not the time Barry <laughs> And I said that out loud In the middle of the night At like 11.30 on a Tuesday night So everyone can hear me Barry now is not the time And he just continues to do this stuff As we're just fighting for our lives mm-hmm. um, Also gates are the greatest Threat to all video game heroes That's true. Is gates you know, gates would just shut you down.
1: And slow elevators. Anyone yes. who played Destiny knows about gates blocking your progress and hoarding off weights of enemies.
0: <laughs> also, Axe Guy, the guy who we had to fight, the like the little mini bars, is the guy who wanted to bang Alice. So yeah. good for Alan for putting that guy <laughs> down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Barry making jokes. This is literally what my notes say. Barry making jokes. We should be damn worried about the gates. <laughs> is, <laughs> is my feelings on the battle. Um, we finally do get out. We get out of the gate, we get in a car, and we have another car wreck. Car wreck number two for yeah. Alan. Now you know um,
1: why Alice drives everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> now we uh,
0: What exactly causes him the wreck? I don't even remember.
1: Uh, something. I just know if he, like... I think they were trying to dodge something and just, like, end up rolling off the mountainside. Yeah,
0: like, I think there was, like, a guy on the road or something. Or, like, a vehicle. That sounds right. Yeah. But um, Barry... Somehow is he thrown from the vehicle because Barry's not with us.
1: Yeah, he's exactly. on a the ledge below you. Oh, okay, like yeah. you're you get out of the car. I think Barry was thrown from the car, and he's like uh, like you're up here, and he's down in the valley of the mountain. Yeah. and you're like walking parallel with each other because like when he lights the flare, you can you see the it. flare. Yeah, and he straight up says, "Don't worry about
0: me. I got this. I'm from New York." <laughs> there <laughs> is another joke about New Yorkers. Like there's multiple more like I'm from New York jokes <laughs> And it just those that irritate though they, I get so mad with those jokes Cause it's like I'm from New York Have you rode the subway <laughs> Dude those possess people with chainsaws You got big old problems I rode the subway They possess people with chainsaws On the subway At least not often <laughs> So yeah I don't care man Those got problems um, Barry holds his own though like, yeah. Barry's walking his way through the woods. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of combat here. And, oh, things we forgot to mention. The reason where we're going is we're going to the farm of the Rockers. Yep,
3: Odin and Thor's Odin farm. Odin and Thor's yes. farm. Because, they cracked the code.
0: Yes, they told you that they cracked the code right before the lights went off. Also, there was a point in which I swore I could hear them as possessed people inside the uh, maze. And I hmm. really really did not want to fight them. <laughs> yeah, like, Odin. I was just like, not, not Odin. Not, <laughs> not, like, it's the, it's the moment in The Walking Dead where, like, the little kid zombie shows up and say yeah. like, no, don't shoot the little kid zombie. It was Odin and Thor. <laughs> I was like, no, don't make me fight Odin and Thor. Anything but that. Um, but we're walking our way to their farm. And, you know, it's a lot of combat going through the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, there's several sections of the game that's just, like, combat in the woods. Yeah. Um, i think in a modern day game you would have less of this yeah, i would hope so <laughs> like it, that's the one thing that i think drags this game down or shows its age sure is the amount of like we're in the woods and we're fighting people now yeah. mm-hmm. because that's not what the game is not it's not as best when it's doing that and that's yeah. why one of my issues is coming up when, the, when we talk about that yeah mm-hmm. um so we'll just kind of we'll go with the woods we're walking away through various issues uh to get to the farm Now Mm -hmm. I like what happens when you get to the farm because A we get to walk with Barry, because (laughs) uh, oh we also run into the drunk guy. There is a car that we see at one point in the distance driving away from the farm. Oh yeah, mm -hmm, that crashes and we find him in a um, cabin that he's drunk and he's been stealing the hooch of of the rock,
3: made with the lake water infused with demon possession. Yeah.
0: So that's how the Rock have been interacting with like the spirit ward or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've been drinking the hooch. Yeah. Which is Witches. the most metal thing in the ward. <laughs> but he's been still in the hooch basically. Right. Uh, even if there wasn't does you know, possessed monsters in those woods, I would not go out in the middle of the night to that freaking farm to go get hooch. Right. There's yeah. no hooch in the ward <laughs> while they bro. But uh, it's kinda weird that he's there. Because there's not a ton of reasons For him to be there Like we find him in the cabin There's a there's a live action video in the cabin Yeah. And then there's some attacks At the bottom of the cabin When we're leaving the cabin Well in that
1: cabin we also get This is where Alan has the revelation That he uh, wrote into the story So that he could save Alice And he writes that Zane is his guide To help yes. him yep. So there's a lot of revelation to happen in this Oh cabin yeah. This yeah. is where all of the puzzle pieces start like, Yeah coming together. You
0: can tell there's been about a week and a half since I played this chapter. (laughs) Yeah. In fact,
1: uh, most of our lingering questions are answered by the end of chapter four, being like five and six are mostly the climax and like getting to where Alan needs to be to resolve the game. So most of our lingering questions in four are answered. Four is my
0: favorite chapter. Absolutely. It's the best part of this game, Um, bar none. As you walk your way to the farm, there is my favorite moment in this game the rockers have built themselves a stage yes and it is the most metal stage in the ward and it is also if you've ever played i believe left for dead 2 mm. has a moment just like this yeah there is in a, which you hold off on a rock stage and you mm. set off pyro yeah. yeah oh man i had so much fun and it makes so much <laughs> sense because it's all pyro it's light you're killing things with light, so you're just setting off pyro. And Barry is just manning the controls, <laughs> firing off fireworks. Oh man, when you get to that scene, oh, it made me so happy. And the music is great. It's a it's, it's a, basically Black Sabbath. <laughs> it's an yes. actual band. Um, oh really? Yeah, I found it on Spotify. I would okay. uh, in the note in the show notes. I think for this episode, I might put the uh, the six different songs that are in this game. I yeah. might put the notes in there because those some really good ones. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and like this one is a pretty pretty ball song
3: yeah this is one example of like the combat arenas in this game that is actually like satisfying mm-hmm. um, because there are tons of resources you're not alone uh, so Barry's flipping on spotlights which heal you uh, they will straight up just knock the shadow off of all the taken oh, yeah. in this area so you can just turn around shotgun right there's there
0: there's a ton of ammunition mm-hmm. like yes. you're just pumping shotgun shells and throwing flashbangs this is very much needed. This because, is where you get
1: the uh, high-powered
0: lantern, uh, too. The big one.
1: So, yeah. that it is it imperative just, to the end of the game yes, with yes.
0: those crows, man. It will knock the crows out. Yes. Um, this is, yeah, it's a very satisfying moment because so far in this game, you'll be running for your life. Mm-hmm. And this is that moment where you are like, just bring it on, man. Yeah. Just rocking out, shooting dudes <laughs> with a shotgun, Barry yelling, rock on. Oh, it just made me so happy. Um. Literally, my note for this is rock on, man, rock on. <laughs> um, uh, and literally, my second note right behind it was best chapter ever. Chapter's yes. not over, but I was so excited about this <laughs> chapter.
1: A, a chi- An achievement uh, glitched for me 10 years ago because after the Rock show, I got an achievement popped, and that just made me mad going, I was wrong 10G 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I received one achievement this entire playthrough because I got them all the, the back in 2009, I mm-hmm. guess. But... Um, we also after that whole rock show finasco you and barry kind of walk your way through the farm it's a cool i like walking with barry like it's fun that barry's dragging along the stupid uh stand up i love
1: the bit where you uh hold the left stick in to look at him and he's holding the uh, (laughs) cutout in front of him and he's talking as the cutout to you it was just such a good moment it's such
0: it's great um we also. This is when we finally walk our way inside of the farmhouse. Uh, we get the the record that the uh, Thor and Odin, I guess it's their song yeah. mm-hmm. about the Lady of the Light, which is basically Alan's next cu- uh, cue to where he needs to go. Yeah, um, it's a cool little moment. And then we get the fun scene of okay, it's Alan being smart. <laughs> it's dark outside. Let's not go back outside in the dark. Right. Um, I do not. Que- I do question the the good idea of getting drunk <laughs> by a fireplace that mm. you know that could go out. Yeah. And plus, also, it's not like these guys can't like get close to you in the light like they they get pretty close anyway right but whatever these, yeah. keep my wits these about two me. had it
1: rough they needed a moment like this <laughs> but they get <laughs> hammered man
0: they get hammered off of the 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 lake water hooch. hooch unfiltered <laughs> man and uh alan has a vision mm-hmm. um in the vision you get some more uh live action alan i believe you get a lot of barbara yeah, um, this is also where we get the revelation that Zane was what got you out of the um, the lake. The lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's the man in the devil suit, and he's the one who kind of pulled you out during your week of um, isolation while you were writing the story to make the darkness strong enough to come into the real world and all that stuff. Right. Yeah,
1: because you're seeing the first night again through a first person perspective, so you're watching what
0: happens from
1: like the outside looking
0: in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is a really cool
0: moment. Yeah. You see yeah, you see what happens from a third perspective of the night that Alice just you know, falls into the lake. Right. Or oh, it gets taken into the lake. Um Nightingale. <laughs>
1: the return. try up with the re- oh. oh, do-
0: <laughs> triumphant tri- tri- <laughs> return of Nightingale ends the chapter. With us waking up to a gun in our face and Nightingale. How did he find us here? Who knows? Why is Nightingale's deal? Who knows? Should we care? (laughs) Probably not. Um,
1: So I wrote down all of the major uh, plot points that were revealed at the end of this chapter before going into five, just for my sake. But at this point, we know Alan wrote the book. Jagger wanted the story to make her more powerful. So Alan writes himself to escape. mm -hmm. He writes Thomas Zane to help him escape. And then Zane takes the book.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's and you know, Zane is basically Zane is what happens if Alan fail fails. In my yes. Mind. Like Zane Zane failed to defeat the darkness when he was writing the story, so now mm-hmm. Alan's trying to not fall into the same habit yeah. or the same mm-hmm. situation. Um, you wake up hungover in a jail cell in the beginning of chapter five, the clickle. So you know immediately okay, that's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. Well we knew it was We knew it was, but like Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a straight up you're out of line line from the sheriff when Nightingale shows up. And there's a manuscript page that says Nightingale's just thinking about shooting you inside of the um, In the cabin, yeah. Inside like the cabin. he's just
3: like second choice, I guess I won't kill this dude. It's very, it's <laughs> very like
0: charged. Yeah. Like he's like, I could just do it right now. What has Alan done to this man? Tell me what, because then here's a spoiler: the darkness takes Nightingale.
3: Right. Just, so like so he that,
0: sho- just like he shows up, he disappears.
3: So my theory is that this—he's reading these manuscript pages. He sees the end of what's going to happen, and it's directly because of Alan. So this entire time, he's trying to stop Alan.
1: It's the baby Hitler thing. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) sure but why is he there
1: i don't know if that's true because uh nightingale starts to figure it out because a manuscript already falls and he's like wait a minute this is exactly what's happening right now and then he's taken
0: at that moment yeah why is nightingale is the only thing about this game that does not make sense to me i wonder if
3: those are the pages that are gated by difficulty
0: Hmm. That would one suck. thing I
3: didn't do is go back uh, and read those pages. That would suck. I thought about looking them up, yeah. but
0: yeah. I forgot
1: completely about that.
0: I, I don't. I, if it is, that's a bad choice. <laughs> I, mean, I should know what Nightingale. Gaining
1: collectibles behind the hardest difficulty is just a bad choice in general. He's a
0: little. He's the only character in this game who I can't tell you what his motivation. Right. Is right. There's no like. He's not fleshed out in any way. No, he Xs just as fast as he shows up. Right. Um, I like the sheriff. Because yeah. she's like, yeah, weird stuff is going on. Like she sees what happens to Nightingale. She's not like, you're gonna stay in there. She's like, she's like let's you go. seem you seem to know about what's going on. <laughs> let's you out. We've been to the police station before, so we can navigate the police station fairly straightforward. You know, it. We know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of all of this, Barry talks about ordering a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Once classic again, Barry. 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 Ba- Who would deliver a pizza in the middle of all of this? <laughs> Um, thirty minutes it's free. That that seems like Barry would complain about that. <laughs> Barry's that kind of guy. Um, at one point, Alan is because the power is knocked off, and she sends Alan to bypass the control box. How does Alan know how to bypass a circuit breaker? He's a handyman. No, he's not. He's a riddle. He's. Turning on generators all over Bright Falls. I can turn on a generator, but I don't know how to bypass a breaker. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, you can turn on a generator, you pull on it, it's like a lawnmower, but not bypassing a breaker. He electrocutes himself, but it works. Um, and then we have a cool moment where basically okay, the sheriff's like, There's a helicopter. Because Alan knows mm-hmm. where he needs to go. He needs to get to the lady of the light, which is the um, which is uh, Cynthia. Right, Cynthia yes. Weaver. Cynthia Weevil And the sheriff knows where Cynthia Weaver hangs out at, which is a abandoned power plant. Power plant. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested nope. <laughs> in. Yeah, why the sheriff doesn't like, take more interest in that, I don't know. But she's like, okay, there's a helicopter. I'll get you to the helicopter. And uh, this is the scene where we fight our way through the town. Yep. Uh, how y'all feel about the town scene? You fight two sets of birds on the roof, and that isn't fun. No. <laughs> and, you know, it's a... I will say this. Sheriff's a killer shot. Yeah. She's down in fools like crazy. Her pathfinding, not so much. Because at <laughs> one point, there's a the deer float. And she gets stuck on that float. And I spent 10 minutes slowly pushing her <laughs> off the float. And to the point that I tried to progress the game, wouldn't let me. Uh, I just kept pushing or pushing or pushing her. eventually I got her off that float. Yeah, um, Really kind of broke the immersion there for me. <laughs> but, uh it's a cool scene. You know, Barry's hanging back at the police station and uh, you know you and the sheriff are walking your way through. There's an old man who complains about the noise. And how <laughs> does that old man not know something's up? Like there's a gun battle in the middle of this little small town. And he's just like, those darn kids again. It's, it's the day it's deer before deer the deer
3: festival, man. Yeah,
0: but he, empty streets, gun battle. I live in a fairly active city with some of that stuff. When I hear gunshots, I usually get concerned. It is... Three weeks
3: almost before the Fourth of July, and I've heard firework fireworks every night
0: on my street. So every shoot- night for the last, they're weeks. shooting in the air in my in my house. Oh, so, but I get exactly. concerned. Deerfass, I get concerned. No, but I'm not just <laughs> hanging out the window, and be like, y'all kids. I'm like, oh crap, bullets are flying. <laughs> um, <laughs> that really bothered me. <laughs> but uh, my favorite thing is as you walk through the town, it is a fun little combat sequence. Yeah, you know? it's a fun part. Better than being in the woods. Yes. A lot better. It's actually it's more interesting, like there's yeah. a part where you go into a church so that all the candles are lit.
1: Yeah. I, I wrote that, oh uh, surely nothing bad is gonna happen here, but you pretty much just walk through. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, true. yeah, I thought something I was, was going like the all the the catacombs, catacombs down there. <laughs> well there's a guy. There's a guy, there's a couple,
0: but, there's a couple, but it's not like
1: something like crazy happening. Yeah. It's like
0: the game doesn't really drift into like horror like like monsters like it's yeah. usually people so i knew there would be guys down there but right. yeah there's not like a zombie or anything you know it's just people yeah. um you know you walk your way to the helicopter which is right outside town apparently the sheriff knows how to fly the helicopter there's a point in which you have to hold out so the sheriff can start the helicopter barry hops into the helicopter Barry does not stay outside at all. <laughs> He's not trying so to help today. He's not trying to help you at all. Also, why does the sheriff know how to fly a helicopter? Um, That's her. <laughs> yeah, and why does Barry like? What's Barry doing in there? He's not helping. Like, <laughs> Barry's not like running the checklist and being the co-pilot. He could have come out and at least flashed a flashlight at a couple turn of guys. Turn on the little uh, yeah, lights out there. Keep him in front of it. Just turn one on. But no, <laughs> not Barry. I got real mad at Barry at this point. But it's a pretty good fight. It's a cool fight scene at the helicopter. You know, it's it's the holdout moment, you know. Um, I...
1: Uh, did not do this encounter right. I didn't know that at some point you had to run to the helicopter and press B. I was waiting for a cutscene to happen, so it was just spawning <laughs> endless waves of enemies that were just killing me after like 10 minutes. I was like, oh god, this is Don't the worst. Don't they work. say like multiple it times? Yes. Get to the chapel. Yes, they do. On my third time, I was like, oh god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um,
0: Barry is also wrapped in Christmas lights. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh, there's a bookshop in the town. Yes. It's yep. covered in Alan Wake stuff. Alan hasn't wrote a book in
1: years (laughs) they said uh the sheriff uh i don't know if uh this is just like a thing that she says if you hang out in the bookshop for a while but she says that they're really pushing her uh sorry they're really pushing wake's presence there to like drive book sales yeah and that explains why there's so many cutouts of him around and it's plastered all over town i get that
0: it's all a ploy by the bookstore to sell more copies i get that but i know a little bit about retail you don't just hang around all your posters and all your stuff for <laughs> two years like it's not like i can just go to the back of the shop and grab all my posters from two years ago it's... I, I feel like i feel like they've just been pushing alan wake books for maybe they just years. borrowed it from rose
1: it's, it's a small town they probably ha- she probably knows the uh printing press guy by
0: name that's true rose isn't giving up poor alan wake stuff she might just have a lot though she's not giving it up though <laughs> um but yeah i just thought that was kind of kind of weird um as you are you finally get in the helicopter you got start going out to the power plant. There's no reason in the ward why that chopper can't land on top of that power plant. Right. She acts like there's no spot. Helicopters hovel. You can literally land them on almost anything Maybe she's that's not why an they're pilot. You can fly the thing but you can't land it. Over it. I mean, I feel like that's part of helicopter school like that's why the military like fly those things like on top of little little shacks and stuff like that's the purpose of having a helicopter um, but yeah, you have to go down in the middle of the dark instead of course
1: right after you get off the helicopter and like go past the bridge they put the this chapter's night springs episode in the worst possible yes. spot because you it's hard to hear that episode I have subtitles on so I was good, but like the turning bridge and everything and there's like oh, activity yes. going on outside you're like there's so much going on I can't yeah. focus on this TV show
0: yeah I, the, I need to go back and watch Night Springs episodes
3: they're pretty interesting it. and then there is a, an easter egg and I want to say the chapter before where it turns out that Alan is a writer for Night. Springs. Yes, oh, when you're in yeah.
0: the when you're in the farmhouse, barn. Yeah, um, there was one point in which Barry's like, "Hey, I remember when I got." Once again, Barry's a pretty good agent. Yeah, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty solid, so he got him a writing gig on Night Springs. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. and it was apparently not like an episode that like Allen was real proud yeah. of. <laughs> um, but uh, this is a pretty cool sequence. Um there's several moments in which the helicopter is like chased off by birds, but yeah. There's also moments when the helicopter is like supporting you. Like you're hit they're hitting them with that, lights. Yeah, and you're running or through or you're running through with the light. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like Alan walking with people. Exactly. Like yeah. the, the game's combat works really well when you're walking with somebody. Right.
1: Because they don't just stand around, they actually help you. Yes. So it actually feels like your uh, companions actually matter. Yes. So I wish Alan had somebody with the entire game. He had someone with him basically all chapter four, and that's why chapter four shined really well. Yes. And the bits where you're working with the sheriff and Barry are great because the dialogue Mm -hmm. through all of that is really good. Like when Barry has the... uh,
0: Head the, head lantern. Yes. the head lantern and
1: he's like
0: this is my eye of sauron yes. and it's just like Barry's well i like wonderful. also that barry like al is like hey can i get one of those nah that's yes, one.' Last one <laughs> like Sorry. you know barry just <laughs> didn't think about it he just took care of himself like but I, yeah barry is great in these. like in the sheriff's great it's a ensemble cast they write that really well like, yeah it's really good um there's a rotating bridge segment that I do not like much. Yeah. Um, it just feels very disorienting. I get it's supposed to, but it wasn't disorienting in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, there's a point in which you get to a scissor lift, and you have to use a scissor lift to go up. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video of the drunk guy going down the road in a scissor lift. And he, like yeah. every time the cops try to get up there, he just goes up. <laughs> and I just couldn't get out of my head. This drunk, drunk guy on top of the scissor lift, like, oh, not today. <laughs> going up. It, I, I don't remember much about that video. It might have horrible stuff in it. I'm sorry. if it does. But I just remember this drunk guy on a scissor lift going up and down, and the cops trying to get him. I think they bring the fire department out there to get him down. Um But, yeah, man, it was some really fun stuff. And you eventually walk your way to the power plant. Mm -hmm. Um, The power plant, combat at the power plant, I don't enjoy.
3: Yeah, that was very irritating.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't strike me as...
3: This game where your entire, you know, defense against the enemies are your flashlight and dodging, to put it in a confined space where there is, like, electrocution, if you touch this
1: thing, you're going to take, like, a quarter of your health bar away it's kind of irritating. I fell down more pits in this uh... <laughs> Power plant section than any other part in the game, especially yeah. the bit where you're running on the bridge next to the dam. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, as it's collapsing behind you too. Oh, that's, and that's. Yeah, that's later on in the chapter. Yeah, but uh, that part killed me like five times because at one point I thought the game glitched. Well, so that's what I did too, and I was just like, "Do I just outrun this?" But there's no cover. There's no cover.
3: Like, but there's also a
0: point in which it takes out like one of the the walkways. Yeah. And you and have to use that jump. Button. You, yeah, you have to use the jump, which is not a good jump. No. Right? And the game doesn't make you use it enough to get good at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kept thinking, do I just need to move faster? Is this timed? Like, I was really confused by that. But that's a little bit later in the chapter. There's also
1: that puzzle where you're, like, turning on the... uh... You're turning off the power to the power plant, yes. and oh. uh, the bridges that just go back oh, and man. forth, and it's a timing, it's I a guess. timing platforming puzzle. Yeah. I got lucky. Yeah. I got lucky with that though. I just, <laughs> did I the same thing. thing. <laughs> I was like, okay, touch this one.
0: Oh, that's okay. Touch the second one, and it's like done. Yeah, I did I just, that. <laughs> I always get lucky with those. <laughs> yeah, I got real lucky on that. There's one in uh, RE2 remake. There's one that you have to use um, little chess pieces, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a, it's like a riddle. That you yeah. have to follow and I suck at riddles. <laughs> and so I remember like I spent twenty minutes just like, and this goes here. And it was just I just I just brute forced it. Yeah. Like I usually hate those things, but that thing worked out really well for me. Yeah. Um, you meet Cynthia. She lives inside the power plant because mm-hmm. she's scared of the dark. Mm-hmm. Right. Um you also realize that Cynthia had like a little thing with Tom. Like she was yeah, kind so of so it's like... kind
3: of alluded to in the earlier chapters, but Yeah, you
1: see her writings on the wall exactly. that says I see you on the TV. And, and she, she even had, says that, that, that Tom is Still speaking to her in that
0: TV. Is she like the other woman? Yes, I think so. So So I
3: think it's like plot of Thomas Zane's love life is Thomas gets with Barbara. They hit it off. Got Cynthia Weaver on the side. Like more of an admiration type thing for Thomas. Barbara Jagger starts getting taken by the darkness and he realizes... Okay,
0: I have a question about the Barbara Jagger thing uh because we're going to talk about that, about what triggers this. right? But... So, Cynthia is not, like, the mistress. She's just, like, she wants Tom, but Tom is never... Like, it strikes me as Cynthia is, like, that woman who never let you go all the way. Sure. Like, you know, you, it's over, Cynthia. Move on. Take your fluorescent markers and leave. Yeah, leave. <laughs> Stop showing up at my house at 2 in the morning. But, um... It feels like that's what she is But now she's vindicated Because Barbara's evil exactly. I told <laughs> It's just you, kind of a weird <laughs> a Weird way of pitching it Oh the mistress was right, right all along <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> So it's a weird love triangle <laughs> My wife's gonna listen to this And get real angry What do you mean <laughs> the mistress was right <laughs> um, But yeah So Cynthia's Sends you right back out in the dark right. when you get there because she's kind of a jerk. <laughs> but then she's talking about the well lit room. Mm-hmm. She has to, she's been holding something on for you at the well lit room her entire life. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to follow, but you hear the helicopter go down. Right. Now, I have an issue with Alan here. I know why you go back out in the dark because you, it's a video game. But I'm like, dude, with things are at play. Go get the freaking well lit room, but you go out to go save you your get friends. Parents. I'm sorry if you guys crashed in a helicopter. I'm probably going to keep moving in wow. that well lit room. <laughs> um, But you go out there, and there's a really cool moment in which they're making like a last stand at the chapel mm-hmm. with like the sheriff and Barry over there fighting it out with yeah. a bunch of dudes. That was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. You show up at the last minute to you know, help them out. Uh, there's some really. This is a cool chapter too. Chapter five is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of fights in the game. You eventually get Barry and Sarah to Cynthia. And then you get locked out of the power plant, like the door slams in your face or something like that. I believe. Um, isn't there a point where you open like a gate?
3: Oh, so they get to the elevator, and then conveniently something uh, yeah. drops where you're not able to get on the elevator, Classic. and you have to find a second route around. Classic
0: video game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Alan can't catch, but and this is where that bridge scene takes place. Yes, which is. Is. is I think it's on is on top of the power plant. Yep. And uh, it, boy, it is it's on there. the dam yeah, yeah oh, exactly on the top. Yeah, on the yeah. Top. yeah yeah damn that damn it's like yeah, damn that <laughs> damn <laughs> um but man it's it's that's a heck of a, a little journey that i did not like that part at all yeah no. so
3: it reminded me of why i didn't like the combat with the inanimate objects and it's because oh yeah the inanimate dro- my god man when you are firing at the taken they stagger mm-hmm. so it gives you time to reload the flashlight but the inanimate objects will not stagger. They are just coming at you in what seems like an indiscernible like time of shaking. Like I could never
0: get that dodge down.
3: I got all the other ones. The inanimate objects, I could not get that dodge. Flash down.
0: Flashbangs don't really work. They don't. Well with yeah. Them. The flares, um, don't, flares don't, do don't affect much. them either. It was really
1: at this point in the game where I really agreed with you last time when you said you didn't wish there wasn't as much combat. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I've. Played enough of the combat. I just want to see the end of this story. That's yeah. how I know we'll get into chapter six. Yeah, ch- Do but, I have a
0: story for you then? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> um, finally, we walk away in with Barry and them, and we get to the well lit room, and uh, Clickle is what's mm-hmm. in the box. And Zane
1: writes the page that summons the clicker. Exactly. Well, he writes
0: basically a page, he writes it into Alan's life and Mm -hmm. writes
1: himself out
3: of everyone else's it's it's a
0: really cool zane is a cool character when you kind of start thinking about what he does yeah literally he like he he writes a story for alan Mm -hmm. so alan has a deus ex machina to defeat the darkness which is all about this this game is about stories it makes sense that's how it's it works it's uh, it's not jarring it makes sense no, it within makes the sense.
1: context like of course it's a deus ex machina of course it's uh and of course it's odd it's device written. out of nowhere but the way it's written makes sense with everything we know so far yeah plus uh thomas zane's voice is great and i want that guy to do audiobooks because <laughs> when he was reading that page i was just like really relaxed and going oh
0: this guy well it's a, and it's like uh it's a relaxed kind of scene that he and likes. you're in this completely yeah. lit up room yeah it's very safe everybody's looking around yeah there's a portion in which they show sarah The Mm. sheriff smiling, Mm -hmm. and oh, that model was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, the male models in this game are pretty good. The female models, not so much. Like Sarah's face when she smiles and stuff, look looks weird.
3: Yeah, a lot of the Alice stuff too. Yeah, Alice the same.
0: I have a I have a moment in uh, chapter six in which I couldn't tell if Alan was if Alice was supposed to be possessed or the model was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, man, the song at the end of this chapter was good too. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's a good. There's so much good music in
1: this chapter. I listened to the whole song. Like usually, I'll give it like a verse and a chorus. But for I think chapters uh, the last few four or five and the credit song, I gave it the whole thing
0: just because they yeah. were so strong. Chapter six is um, my least favorite part of this game.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I definitely agree with that. Sadly,
3: I am torn with that statement. There's cool stuff in Chapter six. The
1: good in Chapter six is really good. Yeah, but we'll get to some of the frustrations it, I have.
3: Yeah, the the good part of the of Chapter six, I guess, is that the payoff is real. Like it's yeah. Oh it yeah. Is mm-hmm. the, yeah. Like. It ties it up so so well.
0: They don't drop the ball in the story. Right. Time. But, chapter six, let's get through it. Uh, <laughs> I like this game. I like yeah. this game a lot. Exactly. And I think that's why it kind of bummed me out. Yeah. This was the only chapter that... And I think to compound it, I played all the other chapters in this game at night, in the middle mm-hmm. of the dark. Yeah. I played this chapter at two o'clock in the afternoon on a nice sunny day. Right? Maybe I just wasn't in the headspace. Uh, but also, I just just i didn't like this chapter it's a combat heavy chapter i wouldn't go that far as not liking it. it's the weakest part of this game i still enjoyed it yeah. game uh, chapter opens alan's back in new york always drink water when you're drinking boys and girls <laughs> drink some water keep yourself hydrated just pace yourself i like that the beginning of this is get rid of alan's hangover <laughs> um i can't
1: remember who says it but i wrote a line that was like parties are a part of this business i'm like you write books no,
3: oh yeah, so there's a, a scene where you're watching yourself yes. be to cut on a
1: talk show. That's where that but quote is from. It, okay. It is though. I
0: mean, if you've done like, you know, creative stuff, it's all about networking. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. So like he, he's he, it's like it's he's got a point actually. And mm-hmm. like I do not want to argue with Barry. Apparently, he's a pretty yeah. good agent. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, true. But um, like I I do I do agree that like it is kind of like cuz he's networking. Oh, he's getting himself in front of the right people. Getting himself—that's how you get on talk shows and stuff. You have to talk to right the right people. Uh, the talk show sequence is pretty fun. Uh, live action Alan in that sequence is just roasting friends. <laughs> 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 like, the talk show host is. He, went from, Jake oh, Jill- he <laughs> went from
1: Jake Gyllenhaal in a poster to Ross from Friends. I and mean, he's not even,
0: like, he's terrible on that show. <laughs> and I
1: know he's probably supposed to be, but still. I wrote, this interview is trippy and reminds me of a Sega CD game. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost more unsettling than the night spring shorts. Like, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: because he laughs like, ha <laughs> ha
3: And then there's like three seconds of dead air. Yeah, um, He
1: does the thing where he like says something like aggressive and he just backs off and goes, ha, I'm kidding. Look at me. Yeah. I'm laid back and stuff.
0: Do you, did you watch the whole thing? Yes. I did. I kept
1: waiting for like a
0: darkness thing.
3: Same. Right. Um, well it seems, honestly at that point it kind of seems like it is kind of like a red herring. Because yeah. you're watching this and you're just like, oh, okay, well,
1: there's that. Because like uh, Alice is mad at him, he's like, oh no, this interview must go south. It must go terrible.
0: And you watch it and go, that's it. That's not. That's not so bad. Well, like that's... Alice also comes in and Alan jumps all over. Her. I literally my nose. Jesus, Alan, calm down. <laughs> I mean, that's an interaction that would inspire a phone call. Well, like <laughs> y- y- she. She comes in, he jumps all over her. She doesn't like even really seem that mad. Yeah. She's just like, Yeah, I was mad this morning, but I'm over it. <laughs> but Alan's just like, What's your problem with me? You don't think I'm a good writer? You don't think I'm a good husband? Well, like, it's like, Calm down, man. Jeez. Well, they do eventually
1: get to a point where it was uh, calm after that. Yeah, but it yeah. felt like a real argument. Like, everybody starts up here and then it kind of calms down. Yeah. They go, Well, what do we do? So or, or, yeah,
0: it calms down. That's how it works. Everybody <laughs> yeah. calms down. Everybody uh, calms down. Yeah, you know, and then that that shows that basically he's tired from the, the road tour, and they're going to go on the vacation. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a couple weeks maybe before the vacation. Yeah. Um, well, we, I know that because it's right before
1: uh, the launch of Alex Casey. Oh, it's since
0: two years. So it's been two
1: years, so they're planning a getaway, and I guess he's been so burnt out on writer's block right. yeah. that maybe they didn't, he didn't want to go on a vacation because he says that he becomes emotionally detached. Yeah. So that, I think, is the breaking point for that. I guess the two know. years of just constantly going, I need, to, I need to write something, I need to write something, but he's just not getting anything. Yeah, he's you know? in his head. There is a cool cameo in that interview. Sam Lake, the creative director, and the voice of Max Payne is in that interview. They're like, up next is Sam Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
0: pretty cool. Um, when you come back into the game, Big ass Verizon sign. Yeah, yeah. They want you to know about Verizon. We got TiVo and Verizon back to back. In yes, just back to back. I was like, oh yeah, TiVo. Um, Verizon paid a lot of money for that freaking spot. Uh, you're leaving to go to the. Uh, you're leaving to go to the lake. Sunny day. Darkness changes time. Cause it shuts off the. Basically, shuts it to night. When you go through the tunnel, you go into the yeah. tunnel. Does everyone perceive that, or is it just that? <laughs> like, is some dude in the town just like, man, got dark real quick? <laughs> like, I, that feels like a little bit beyond what the the darkness should be able to do. Well, I don't know. It just there's a I don't even remember who says it, but there it
3: might be the sheriff where they are talking about Night Springs, talking about how Bright Falls is such a strange place that they joke around that that is what inspired night springs so it might just be like weird brush off phenomenons that they're just like oh okay well i guess
0: this just happens I can, here. i can what? brush off like a like a light in the sky but i can't brush <laughs> off i can't brush off like a gum you know straight up hey it's 12 o'clock in the day and now it's freaking dark as anything
1: what state did they say um, this was in it's not alaska right because that would be a different thing if it was, no, that. It
0: was i think it's supposed to be like washington's yeah uh, yeah that's right never mind I, I'm just, I don't think it ever says, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it's like, like Oregon, Washington State. That's the way I take it. It yeah. might be Maine. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I remember
1: it not being Maine. I think they say it in Chapter 1, but I remember thinking it was weird that it wasn't Maine. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, boy, this is when we start combat. This combat is just a and driving. Is well, this, this is when you see this, this is an open world game. Yes. I feel like this was a, a, a very deep in production part of the game. Mm-hmm. Because this is an open ward driving game. Yeah. And um, there's cool stuff in it, but boy, do they not do a lot with it. There's like a creepy hotel at one point. Right. You can storm right past that hotel. You find Nightingale's room there. Oh, I missed Wait, that. Oh, you missed that? I missed that. You, you find Nightingale's...
1: Uh, does it explain Nightingale? Tra- <laughs> no, it does not. But you see it's trashed. I was expecting more there, but you see an FBI jacket hung up. You see, like, I think one of Alan's uh, books there. Mm. But, and uh, okay. Alan just makes a statement going, I guess this is uh, Nightingale's room, and it's just trashed. <laughs> I because I guess like he's, like, obsessed with the case or something.
0: Oh, yeah, that It is, just goes yeah. to
1: show that Nightingale was such a wasted character. <laughs> he. Yeah, I would love to talk to somebody from Remedy.
0: I think and you, just be like, what's the deal with Nightingale?
1: I think in order to find that place is a key... You know what's probably there? There's probably a couple of the gated, difficulty-gated uh, manuscript pages in there probably. I'm sure. Because there's half of the manuscript pages in this chapter are gated by the nightmare. Yeah, difficulty. which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but you know there's a there's a bridge fight with more junk Um, there's There's a stretch
0: through like a wooded area stuff falling down which one time kills me like four times there's a portion like a portion of the train rolls down the hill and I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do like i, I kept trying roll. to well, well i tried to run past it it would hit me i tried yeah. to find a way like it was hitting stuff and bouncing up so i was like should i wait till it hits a rock and run underneath it eventually yeah. i've like found my way to just run past it but right. like, i just it, it, there's some fast guys you gotta fight
3: several which is um, like the worst part yeah, about they this suck so hard back. man
1: i just i had a bunch of uh Flares And flashbangs. So I was just Throwing That's them what under
3: And I'm like I'm done with this That's Just get it. it over with It's the one point In this game Where like on normal Difficulty I ran out Of ammo
0: Yes I saw because And it wasn't even Because I was dying Or struggling It was just so many there so Freaking many. dudes Like I think at one point uh, Seven dudes spawned Yeah It's just like Any more than three Is just like Infuriating And also the game Breaks this rule of Like guys being there For a reason Because right. I, I bragged On the game about that Last time where well, like even at the power plant there are power plant employees that you're fighting mm-hmm. like it makes sense why people are where they were fighting yeah this at this point they fall from the sky in debris it's all different models it's all different models it breaks a lot of its rules this really bummed me out and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth and if it wasn't for the game having a really solid ending mm-hmm. I would probably feel pretty down on it but um, yo know, it's just a lot of fighting and then we get to the lake and there's the the water spout of the evil lake. Yeah. And we hit it with some flares.
3: That part was pretty interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the... You get to stand in front of it and shoot the most powerful weapon of the game at it over and over again.
0: I would be okay mm-hmm. if I did it once.
3: Did you get hit by a bus? No. And I knocked off a platform? <laughs> no. That's what I did. <laughs> well, I did once. <laughs> I did once.
0: But I'm saying, I would have been okay if I just ran up and shot it with the flare. Sure. Because the game teaches you that the light is very powerful. Yeah. Now, I get that this is like the darkness at its peak, but it's a flare. Like, yeah. That's been devastating to the darkness. It, mm-hmm. it just feels weird to be like a th- rule of, like video games have that rule of three where like you hit yeah. something three times. It's, it was that. It right. Literally, I think it was three times was, you hit yeah. it, so that, I felt like that was really video gamey. y
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, This whole chapter felt video gamey. There's not a lot to talk about in this chapter. It's just a yeah. lot of combat. Is right. Right? Yeah. am I missing anything? Before we go into the ending.
1: Yeah, the no. tornado final boss felt like something out of Control. Oh, yeah. uh, you guys yeah, have yeah, to play Control. Either, that but... reminded me of like some of the uh, encounters that you. That bums me with out because I
0: like I want to play Control. Please tell me Control's not. Oh, a it lot. handles
1: it better. It handle, Let me rephrase that. It handles most of those things. Okay. Okay we'll, okay. we'll. I'm sure we'll play Control here at yes, some uh, point. I, yes, we will. But
0: yeah. Okay. So that's. I, I got say, nervous for that.
1: <laughs> I will say one thing that I liked with the combat structure in this game: there is a bit, when, during one of the driving sections, where there are possessed cars chasing you too. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was bit was pretty that
3: cool. That oh yeah, like a big here. monster truck. Yeah. Why does yeah. that
0: pop up? here? like that's I feel like if this was still an open ward game, that might have been a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you would run into those out in the ward. Right. But I feel like crap. We've made these things. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it's it's a very well done, enemy. Mm-hmm. That I feel like the game should use more. So I feel like that maybe is a rim. I would love to talk to somebody from Remedy just to ask questions. Like, what's was this left over from the open? War? What survived the cutting process? Because you know, you know, there was stuff from the open world that had to get cut. Yeah. You know, I wonder if a lot of this is stuff from that. It feels yeah, like it feels this
1: feels bad. like a last track. Like uh, you would be on the opposite edge of the map, yes. going to the like, final destination. And if, if, like every Major open world games I know all the Grand Theft Auto's Do it where you're Driving through The entire open world To get to the final
0: section And yeah. this was what This like The like. Witcher Does that Where it's like You ride that big ride To go fight At, Cal- at Calamore Or whatever you know, yeah. like It does that it does mm-hmm. feel, and I think in an open world It would feel a lot More impactful Because you would yeah. feel Like this is the moment You know But
1: uh, yeah a lot of the world, because they divide up into different chapters, feel like separate and disjointed from each other, so there's no real connection driving through all of the places that we've seen because we've never seen them like placed one exactly. after another like yeah. this before.
0: When we get to the lake, we destroy the the evil entity there, and then it flashes us to New York mm-hmm. um, This is why I didn't know if Alice was a possessed or a bad model. It's both. <laughs> um, but you wake up after in bed with Alice. Alan's clothed all the way, so that should have been a, a heads up. That's <laughs> hey, buddy. Was it what you think? Um, Alice is clearly possessed. The house is possessed, and you're kind of walking your way to get to the clicker. It's just like a last ditch effort by the darkness to try to distract you and right. you know, it's Alice telling you everything you want her to tell you you know as you're going through
3: it's the darkness addressing the fact that like oh like this is gonna happen he is more powerful than I am at this point yeah it mm-hmm. switches tactics right
0: like oh, it, it goes from brute force to hey Alan I'll give you everything you want instead you know <laughs> um you get the click wh- yep. and then it flashes you to under the lake cause Alan jumped in the lake mm-hmm. right um this is a cool scene yeah cause the words that Alan's type turns you scan them with the flashlight and it turns them into the objects. That was such a great that's moment. Just yeah. a that's just ve- so cool. That's I wish a- there was more of this in that oh, game. That yeah, was, yeah, it was. I, that was a cool. Mo- that's why I turned back around on the game. And there's a either a an audio log
3: or something you get or a manuscript page, and it's literally you are typing that exact manuscript yes. page and it's voiceover. And a- as you
0: scan them, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's just a good thing. Um, when you get to the, the lake, because you're building basically the road to the lake house. Right, yes. Um, when you get to the lake house, you hear Thomas Zane's voice and Barbara. Right. Here's when I wonder, I have questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I missed something. Michael and you can tell me, Nick can tell me what I missed. But Barbara is tied to a chair. It talks about this that Tom talks about cutting out her heart and is she not having a heart, because when you get inside, Barbara doesn't have a has a big hole in her chest.
1: Right. Because um, that's where he needs to put the clicker. Because Alan says something like he needs to shine a light into Barbara's
0: heart. Yes, yeah. because she didn't have one. He he says something no, no, about no, like the lake's heart, but the but, lake being Barbara is what yeah. Saying. Well, right. Barbara and the lake at this point is the one and the same. Yeah, but. Barbara's not talking to Thomas like a possessed person. If you listen to the audio, like she makes a joke about thinking this is just kinky stuff.
1: Yeah, that's like right. Tom- yeah.
0: So does Tom? Does the lake come before Thomas and Barbara, or does Thomas's actions with Barbara trigger the lake?
1: So I i missed i read that scene completely different i thought yeah. that barbara was like goading him on while she was possessed is right. how i interpreted this, it this might be just
0: life experience changing in my mind like <laughs> but it's just the way yeah
3: go, go ahead go ahead well so they also do another interesting thing in that scenario they're drawing illusions between the pairs of couples here mm-hmm. where some of the lines that barbara say are spoken by alice some of the lines that thomas zane say are spoken by alan Yes. Uh, they're going back and forth, kind of showing and comparing the two. And I got the same kind of feeling that Michael had there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I. It was just a thought. I mean, it's yeah. not, I'm not saying I'm right. It was just something that kind of dawned on me. Because it never really tells you, like, it, it, it alludes to the fact that the lake has always been evil. Yeah. But. I kind of wonder if like Thomas awoke in the lake when he did what he did, or I don't, I don't know. It's just thought yeah. the game keeps it vague, right? Uh, for smart reasons. Yeah. I mean, the vagueness of this is better than the the straightforwardness. If well, it was cut and dry, it wouldn't be nearly as fun to discuss. No, no, yeah. we wouldn't be sitting here asking this question. Exactly, look, and this happened. Yeah. So I like that you get inside. There's Barbara, big old hole in her chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Alan, she does like a couple of appeals, to Alan. Like sure. you'll never get your wife back if you do this. Yeah. Alan sticks the clicker in the hole, mm-hmm. <laughs> clicks it, and boom, big old thing of light. Yeah. One of the coolest shots in this game.
1: Oh
3: yeah. is yes. just Light pouring out of her face. Yes. Then the
0: cabin itself in yeah. the same way. And so cool. Alan's whole mission is to finish the book. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is Alan makes a statement that the problem that Thomas ran into was Thomas didn't use the logic of the of a story. Mm-hmm. Thomas tried to fix everything, but he doesn't understand that in a good story, those consequences. Mm-hmm. Alan, it may it makes it sound like Alan's a better writer, yeah, because Alan's yeah. like in reality, those consequences to actions, those good you know, good and evil have equal play, and so Tom Alan doesn't write everything to be perfect. So it's almost like because it's realistic, it gives a good ending. It actually. Fix thing. It's not mm-hmm. an easy fix, and that's where yeah. Zane
1: failed. It, it has, I think he says outright, it has to be a struggle. It has to yes. be a story. It's yeah. so like
0: I, like Thomas sat down and wrote two eight sentences that fixed the problem, and it didn't work. Right. Alan knew that it had to be a story. So Alan like. And, you know, it's the, it's the whole thing of, like, Alan couldn't write a story and he ends up writing it, uh, this. You know, right. it's, it, it's, it's, on, it's on the nose a little bit. The universe
1: saved his writer's block. <laughs> yeah, or he,
0: well, he, he, yeah, he came out of his writer's block like, in the most like, amazing flat fashion. Um, and you see, at this point, the kind of repercussions of Alan sets the clock back. Mm-hmm. There's a weird mm-hmm. point under the, the lake in which Alan sees himself. And Zane talks about, like, almost like he's back at the beginning of the story. Cause he sees himself with the bandage on his head. Yeah. So it's like a weird, like Zane's like, okay, we're back. We're in, we're at a circle now. Now you have to reset. Right. Um, and the clock even goes back. Yeah. Um, Alice is saved. More importantly, Deerfest is saved. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but you yo, know, Alice comes swimming out of the the lake. Um.
1: So was that a. Uh, clock turning back thing because we saw the like uh the sun and the moon going in reverse and everything but and when alice emerges from the water is that supposed to be like when we go over the mountains and uh deer fest is happening that's supposed to be later right yes okay i do want to say there
3: is a like explicit like this is a time Uh, A clock rolling back the hands. I remember
1: the explicit clock rolling back, but then it was Deer Fest, so that kind of threw me off because I didn't realize that that was supposed to be. Yeah, I think I think we we fly over the mountain, and all of a sudden, it's two weeks later. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Um, We don't see where Alice goes. We just see that she gets out of the lake. Right. Then we see kind of the characters of the story are now happy-go-lucky. It's almost like they don't even know what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Except Rose. Who is now holding a lantern. Yep. Almost like Rose is the new lady of the light. Right. And in the background, we see Nightingale, <laughs> who's in the darkness. And I'm sorry, Nightingale does not do enough in this story to justify being the grand, <laughs> like darkness. He's just some dude. Right. Like what? he could have picked that old guy who hung out his window and be like, what's going on down there? <laughs> it would have made just as much Wait, sense. Time out. That's Nightingale? I thought that was Alan. No, that's, no Nightingale. that's Nightingale. Oh my god. That's Nightingale. Yeah. And Rose is standing there. I had there forgotten right. about Nightingale up to this point. <laughs> yes. So I was like, "Oh, obviously it must well, be like, Alan. There's no one else it could be." Like and Rose is standing there as the new that's which is it. which alludes to the fact that means Rose plays the Cynthia role. So is Rose the other woman? Mm. Oh. The true muse is the other woman in this game. Somebody <laughs> at Remedy is trying to pass along some information. <laughs> <laughs> I blew up somebody's spot at Remedy 2 years <laughs> ago. He's like, "Oh crap, they are to me, Sarah." <laughs> <laughs> but um and uh we see that alan is still writing mm-hmm. and the game at the end of the credits does a straight up alan wake story will continue yeah um i sure plays major tom uh, oh my god uh, so, yes. so when they do the the final line he's sitting there
3: typing
1: he is seemingly possessed
3: at this point
1: it's um, not a lake it's an it's ocean point well, implying that he and the center of the lake is growing powerful. He's like, right. "Oh, this lake is more powerful than I thought. I can do anything in here." Is and then I after that, took that, as cut the
3: Space Oddity, and it just wraps up. Like that is the <sighs> so best music good. choice in this mm-hmm. game, Crank. where it's just like, "Okay, this dude is out there, and he is now a part of
1: what is happening."
0: So I just, I just made me so happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. ground control. Oh man,
1: um, I wish this game did more at the end to like wrap up the. Uh, Characters like what happened with Barry, what happened with uh, Sarah and everything. I mean, we see them at the, I believe we see them at the very end of this, but I wish we kind of saw the outside world more. But that's just a problem with games in general. They like wrap up. They don't really have an epilogue, unless you're in Metal Gear Solid 4. (laughs) We've got like six of them. But uh, I think more games need to be Like Metal Gear Solid (laughs) Four. No, 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 I I knew that'd be a controversial Uh, opinion walking in here. That I'm gonna stand up for Metal Gear Solid Four's 74 minute ending. Before we do final thoughts on this,
0: uh, did anybody look up the Alan Wake DLC stuff? I, I did. Tell me about it, cause I didn't. Lo- I was. I was. Tw- I was going to play it. I said to myself, "I'll play this." But then I was afraid this is when we're going to get inside baseball. That I'm going to get into like this weird thing with with all the games that we play that have DLC. Eric's going to have to play the DLC. And I was well, like, "No, this is a bad idea." So I <laughs> didn't play it. I did
3: look it up. It is a free uh, add on. So it's free, two extra chapters or episodes. Yeah,
1: it wasn't free when it came out. I want to say both were both twenty dollars, or were they twenty dollars a piece? So if you purchased Alan Wake, it was a free download.
3: Gotcha. Uh, if you have it installed on your Xbox or at the time um, through like rental, or you know when GameFly was a thing, if you didn't purchase it and you don't have a license, basically, it's a twenty dollars per episode. Uh, tag. Ouch. It's
1: yeah, are like an hour and a half on how yeah. long to beat too, so $20 for an hour is like...
0: But now, pretty good deal. because <laughs> <pretty laughs> Tell me, do they pick up directly after Alan Wake? I think that's the case. Yes. I went on
1: the wiki just to see. Right. I didn't go into the story stuff because I figured maybe at some point we would revisit Alan Wake and maybe play the DLC since they are free. Yeah.
0: Because
1: uh, that'd be a fun time like maybe yeah, around Halloween time. time being like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. oh, I have
0: a Halloween game on. Ooh, <laughs> secrets. I have a feeling I know what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested. So you know, you, you looked it up, Dawson. Uh, I didn't look it up, but I did. Like I was on the cusp of just
3: playing both of those. I've got, got, got them too. installed. I was that. I was ramped
0: up off of the David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this because I have a Halloween game in in, in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the next few games we go back. that dlc i want to
1: kind of
0: because i i will play it i i like this game i'll think this game is great would y'all be interested in doing that not maybe in the next couple games but maybe yeah i would definitely like to revisit i want to sit on this
1: ending for a little bit in my mind before we go right into it because i think that'll make it
0: even more stronger and you know like i said with this game being on game pass i don't foresee this game leaving game pass anytime soon right um I, yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe maybe we do that in a few months. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would be interested in that. Okay. Absolutely can, love that. Final thoughts. Sum up how you feel about Alan Wake.
1: This is a really great game. is a game of the time, and it's absolutely worth playing uh, nowadays. Knowing all of its flaws, it or not, this is not a game I would pay sixty dollars for brand new. But for playing it on Game Pass for I think it's like fifteen dollars now on Steam, is absolutely worth that. This is a game that I think everybody should play at least once, and uh, IGN while we were doing this was gave their top twenty-five. 25- uh, best Xbox 360 games. So there was a lot of third-party games on that list. And the fact that Alan Wake was not on that list is criminal,
0: in my opinion. That's IGN. Yeah, I, it's IGN. I, me, me and IGN They're, don't see eye to eye on most times. Most things. of
1: the times, yeah. Because their number one game was Mass Effect Trilogy. I'm like, that's a cop-out. You, you, can't, can't, do you can't do that. That's, okay. oh, you can't do that. Okay,
0: you want to talk about some? They'll get mad at EGM did the top 200 games of all time when they were still publishing a magazine. Mm-hmm. I, I love me some old-school EGM. Yep. Mm-hmm. They didn't stick trilogies on there as a <laughs> die-gum freaking, yeah. you know, thing. So, yes, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Nick, final thoughts.
3: Um, I would definitely agree with most of the stuff that Michael said. Uh the combat in this game is almost does it a disservice, uh, just based on uh I feel like this game almost could benefit from being like a point-and-click type adventure game yes. where you're kind of in it for the story. Uh, the writing for it to be such an aged game uh, will you know it pays off it holds up Um, a lot of the encounters that I had that weren't part of like a set piece um, weren't as interesting to me and I think that if I go on to play more of this game I would probably do it on easier difficulty just to see through the story
0: I uh my final thoughts is this I really I would pay $60 for this game I really loved it um too much combat There's yes. a moment of the time Too much combat I yeah. want less combat More story <laughs> um, But this is a game That holds up I recommend this game I've been recommending This game I've been telling people Even if you don't listen To my podcast Please listen to the podcast um, Play the game anyway Because it's a great Freaking game uh, Alan Wake We all seem to like it mm-hmm. uh, We're gonna Take a little break here Come back With our next game Ooh. Ba-da-ba-da-ba okay and we are back man that was fun that was fun talking about alan wake uh this was a great first game for us so first game's over what does that mean that means it's time to talk about the next video game yeah because because the train don't stop that's right train don't stop for nobody um our next game observation this is a fairly recent game mm-hmm. um i want to say it's an indie game as, yes, if not, it's a small studio game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, recently popped up on Game Pass. Also is on Steam. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other locations is this game it, on? Did anybody know?
1: It was on the Epic Games Store. It was an Epic Games Store exclusive uh, last year So no on one. PC, and then I think it was on the PS4 around the same time, and it just this past week dropped on Steam and Xbox Game Pass.
0: Right on. So it's a fairly new, recent addition to all this stuff. Um, it's a new game. It's kind of cool if you think about it. Major Tom... Leads right into this. (laughs) Man, we're just segwaying all over the place. Um, I'm excited about this game. I've never played this game before. I don't think any of us have.
3: Yeah, this should be a fresh one for all of us. I think
0: I remember Giant Bomb
1: talking about it a little bit, but I didn't watch any coverage on it. So I have, and doing some research on it, having, like, scratching the surface of what this game is, but I'm excited
0: to go in as blind as possible. This will also be a Mm -hmm. one-shot. It's going to be a one-shot game for us because... It's only about a five-hour to six-hour game at yeah. most. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next time we come back and we talk about this game, you know, we'll talk about the whole thing. Uh, it'll be a good palate cleanser yeah. for Alan Wake. Uh, and and we'll do a longer game next time.
1: It's also probably a good com- uh, companion piece to it, too, because it is, from what I see, a also type of thriller, but rather in the vein of psychological thriller, this is more of like a sci-fi thriller. Yeah. So yeah. this might be a good
0: comparison yeah. between the two. And we're not going to do just willows and things like that, but you know, I think this is a this is a good. We want I, I ain't gonna lie, I wanted to do a one shot just because I think they're cool. And yeah. so many mm-hmm. indie games right now are like that, so I would I, I think it would be a fun one. Uh, it's yeah,
1: probably a good idea to like break up longer game sessions with
0: shorter games I know, too. Michael, so. Yeah, Michael, that's inside baseball. Yeah, yeah, sorry, let <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> talk <laughs> about inside baseball on the podcast. Okay, uh, instead, talk about what. Give me some facts about observation.
1: I'll give you some facts about Observation. This was developed by No Code, an independent studio from Scotland, and their leader, John McKellen, who worked with uh, Creative Assembly for Alien Isolation and Rockstar for Red Dead Redemption Two. And he founded the studio in 2015. Their first game was Super Art Light on iOS, earning Editor's Choice when it released, and they began development of Observation in 2016. Uh, making a demo to shop around to publishers. And once they secured a publisher with uh, Developer Digital, they participated in the Ludum Dare game jam. If you don't know what a game jam is, it's basically they have like a set amount of time to make a game. Some really cool indies have came out of one of those Ludum Dare game jams, including uh, Gods Will Be Watching, And they made a game called The House Abandoned, which was expanded into a game called Stories Untold, which released in 2017, just to kind of get the studio by while they were funding and developing Observation. So Stories Untold was, uh, McKellen says, it was like a road test leading up to Observation. And not including demo and pre-production, they spent uh, 25 months, so a little over two years, making the game. And one thing I want to read, I want to read this entire bit here from john mckellen because i think it encapsulates uh this game's development velocity fee hope i don't butcher this as i read it he said years ago i had i read an article about the original alien film it was an article about that film told from a different perspective of what the events of that film were like if you had the alien as the protagonist and in that film you know the alien goes around killing people and people try flushing it out of airlocks and that kind of stuff but From the alien's perspective, it was just this creature that had been born in a weird environment and then the crew started trying to catch it and kill it. And it kind of put a different spin on things, and I started thinking about, like, that really fascinated me as a story that I knew so well being told from a different perspective. So I started thinking about other films and other sci-fi tropes that we've explored a lot, but maybe not from certain angles. One funny thing about the game's development, in order to simulate the lack of gravity, the team would push around the animator on a bar stool around the motion capture studio to capture the feeling of zero gravity. And the game was initially going to be split into different sections. I believe that implies that it was going to be an episodic game at one point. But it was merged into one game once the uh, pacing was figured out. And that's everything I could find on Observation. In the podcast description, I'm going to link the game reactor article where i got the interview quotes from and everything because it's a really fascinating read john mckellen seems like a really intelligent guy knows his stuff and it's a really
0: interesting interview Mm -hmm. i I don't want to do anything else on that game because i do want to go into it super cold Mm -hmm. um i like sci-fi a lot same Um, most of the books i read are science fiction most of the, the movies i read are science fiction so um with this one it seems like it from my very passing knowledge of it it seems to be very much a kind of a cold hard sci-fi and that's something i really enjoy i think this is going to be fun
1: i think Uh, so too like i'm really interested just reading that quote in particular about taking movies into different perspectives got me like okay i have a feeling what i know what this game's philosophy is and if that holds true i think this could be really really cool yeah for sure yeah for
2: sure
3: I was, uh, it's pretty interesting that the, the developer, um, no code. I was looking at another, uh, game that stories untold. Mm -hmm. Uh, the house abandoned seems
0: like it's pretty cool. Um, so I might check that out after we take a look through this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, one thing this podcast has done for me is it's also ex- making me expand my gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to fall into holes of one or two games, yeah. And especially now when you have all these access to different services that allow you to play a lot of these indie games for free, or not yeah. for free, but you pay but for a service, yeah. So much for free. Um, and that's kind of if there's one thing this podcast does to help is maybe push some of these smaller games to the forefront. Um, that means a lot to me because you know no one needs help getting the halo games out there right but games like this is where i think the genre is is very expanding especially with the amount of stuff going on in Warwell studios might not be operating in full capacity these might be the the bulk of the games you see in the next coming years right because they're still operating and uh i don't want people to be like ah small games uh what's the big deal keep playing apex yeah. No, man. There's so many great little indie games, or small team games that are worth your time and worth your effort. And there's ideas and experiences that are really worthwhile out there.
1: Some of the best game experience I've had this generation was uh, shorter games, like oh, games yeah. like Fury and uh, Battle Chef Brigade. Brigade stuck with me a lot longer than some of the a ten-hour campaigns that I played
0: yeah. recently. It's the indie movie or the indie co- like I'm, I like comics. It's the Image comic compared to the Marvel and DC. I don't read a lot of superhero comics anymore, but I yeah. read a lot of freaking Image because those those are the stories that you know. And some of it's the older I get, you know, there's still great. There's great popcorn fiction out there, right. but the older I get, my time is is precious. So and another thing I'm, that
3: excites me, uh, Devolver, the publisher of this game, there is almost a certain seal of approval yes. that mm-hmm. goes along with it. Yes. I mean, the, a lot of the my favorite games that I've played in my life are from Devolver, yeah. one of them being uh, The Messenger, published by Devolver. Oh, yeah, Hotline it is, Miami, isn't it? Published by which, Devolver. Which one? Hotline oh, Miami. Oh, it is. Um, that's yeah, right. There's a certain... You know what you're getting when you go to a Devolver game. Them
1: and Adult Swim games are mm-hmm. the two I think of when it comes to, like, really interesting ideas. Yeah. It's the um, punk rock...
0: It's the punk rock uh, Fat Wreck. Yeah, yeah. It's the Red Scare Records. Right. Where, um, you know, these are record labels that if Red Scare puts something out, I'm going to check it out because right. it's Red Scare. And they, like, I know Toby over at Red Scare is putting stuff out that I like. Yeah. Uh, fat Wreck, not as much anymore. But <laughs> this, I'm going, I'm going this super a in place. I'm inside <laughs> punk baseball here. Um, but yeah, not saying that those days of Eric dreaming that his records would be released on punk there's a wide
3: swath of bands that when you again fat rec is a good example you know kind of what you're getting
0: yeah because you know who's putting it out and like that right. or a situation like that and that's I'm glad that those publishers like that for video games because yeah. it's like like and they're vastly different games mm-hmm. you know I love respawn everything respawns done I've liked yeah but three out of the four of their big releases, are shooters right you know it's Titanfall one two and apex yeah but then they did fallen Order, which mm-hmm. was completely different but very good mm-hmm. i like these off the wall to p- publishers who was like here check out hotline miami yeah check out the messenger check out the you know it's just because yeah i didn't even notice that that connection was there yeah. and when you said it i was like man that makes me more excited about this video game exactly yeah uh, especially somebody playing the messenger right now <laughs> um yeah, so if that does, if we do anything, let's push some indie games. Let's push some small published games. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's the punk rock yeah. in me, man. <laughs> Still there all these years. Um, let's do some closing. Let's, close, let's bring it home. All right. Uh, State of the save. Get on there. Do some liking. Do some five-star reviews. Push this thing. Tell your mom. Tell your brother. Tell your best <laughs> friend. Tell your secret mistress that holds a light to it. You know, keeps you from falling into a dark lake. But in the end, has your back. Has your back. Please do not let that be the message of this (laughs) podcast. I got so much explaining to do when I get home. Um, But yeah, you know, really, I really appreciate everybody who's listening. We've had a really consistent listener base and it's growing um, it means a lot to us. You know, we're not expecting to get rich off of this thing or anything, but it's an excuse at the end of the day to hang out and talk about some video games. But at the same time, I'm glad to see so many people are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely listen to the next episode. Send in those emails to stateofsave at gmail dot com. Uh, i really would love to to read some of these on there i think we would all have a, a good time with that and, you know mm-hmm. reviews on itunes i know that everybody in your brother is pushing you to write reviews and like and share and all this stuff it but goes it, a long way and yeah. you know it's a necessity of of indie anything indie bands indie podcasts all that stuff it's a necessity tell tell your friends yeah i don't need your money i need you to tell your friend you know so tell your buddy hey man check out this podcast they talk about video games and it's a little bit uh it's off the wall and a little bit fun uh thank you guys very much thank you thank you guys for coming in and talking thanks for having us hey and yo once again y'all stay safe out there we'll see you next time on state of the set